Welcome to Bandit's Keep. I'm Daniel. So I'm going to make an attempt to do RPG a day, except of course it's the 15th, so I'm going to do the first 15 all at once. And then I think at the end of the month I'll do the rest of it. So I'm not going to do this and then a bunch of short ones. I am sitting on my con my porch having a cup of coffee, so hopefully it will record okay. Um, got inspired to do this because Jason over at Nerds RPG Variety Cast, he did a bunch, like a whole week's worth at once, and I thought, well, you know, he can do that. Let's see if I can pull this off. So I'm going to go off the cuff here. I haven't actually looked at all the questions, although I did hear Jason's. But uh, So who would you like to introduce to RPGs? I'm not going to name a specific person. Um, lots of people, I suppose. But I think for me, it would be people that don't necessarily ever think of themselves as gamers or nerds or whatever you want to call it. You know, people that just are, we'll call them regular people, for lack of a better. Uh, well, my fellow photographer friend, uh, Seth calls civilians, uh, whatever we're talking about photography stuff. You know, people that, you know, they know what D&D is, they have an idea of what it is, maybe they saw Stranger Things, but they have no idea what, what's involved. Those are the type of people I would love to introduce. And Jason mentioned children and families, basically, which I think is great, but I'm not necessarily saying that. I think that's also awesome. But I'm talking about, like, you're in your late 20s or mid-40s or 60 years old, and you, you know, you've never played an RPG before, and you're not necessarily into fantasy or any of those other things, and it's not the kind of thing that you would ever think to, to try yourself. I would love to get those people in front of me and say, hey, this is the game. And I have done that before. I've actually, uh, at a company I was working for, I did a couple of work retreats where we basically played D&D for the day, well, Swords and Wizardry, and it was really great. Some of the people continued to play after, some did not, but they all really enjoyed it, and I thought that was a fun experience. All right. So what is a great introductory RPG? Okay, so this one I think is interesting. I think if I was going to, I guess I'm going to split the question up into two parts. If I was going to run something for somebody, um, I, I think my answer would be different than if I was going to give them a game to to play. Uh, the reason for that is because, like, I would probably, the first time somebody was sitting in front of me and I was like, hey, let's quickly play a game, and they, if they were completely confused, I might run something like Swords and Wizardry or Into the Odd, you know, with some of these games. And I feel like those games, while they do do the whole thing like, what's an RPG? I don't think they do the teaching as well as the game I'm about to say, which is BXD&D. If somebody was going to come to me and say, hey, I want to learn about D&D, and they didn't have an intention to necessarily play it like game stores or whatever, they were just going to play with their family, I think I would recommend BX. It's super cheap on DriveThruRPG. To me, it's one of the best games to teach you how to play. I probably say that because that's what taught me how to play, not other people. I think that uh, you know, Holmes is great, and uh, Back Me, and of course OD&D, because they're all basically the same rule set. I mean, Back Me adds a whole bunch if you get past the expert. But uh, effectively, I think BX does the best job, in my opinion, of teaching somebody how to play and run D&D. And more to run, which I think is actually uh, a point here, because I think that if you teach people from the beginning that everybody should take turns, like somebody should run, somebody should play, somebody should run, somebody should play, it sets a completely different mindset than what I think we see a lot in uh, the later versions of D&D, including like AD&D, where somebody is the dungeon master, and then, well, I guess that's an OD&D as well, and then, uh, you know, the rest of the people are just players, if that makes sense. So I think uh, I would say... If I was going to run a game for them and I just like, pick up a game, I'd probably run something like Into the Odd. If I was going to give them a box set and say, learn to play D&D on your own, and they were going to play in a, you know, by themselves, 
with a small group, I would say BX. And the final thing I would say, because I'm giving three answers here, is if they were planning on, like they were in a different state, they weren't going to play with me, they were going to probably join gaming groups, I would say 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons. I think that if they pick up the starter box, it's really easy to learn how to play from it, at least on the basic level. And then you're going to be speaking the same language when you step into a gaming store to play. If I teach you how to play OD&D at home and then you walk into a 5e game, you're going to be confused. So I think I would probably start people with, with 5e if I thought they have... Again, if a friend of mine in California was like, I want to learn how to play d and I'm going to go play at hobby shops, I would say pick up the 5e starter set for sure. When was I first introduced? I guess the first time I saw it was the 1980, I guess, maybe. Um, it was in the summer. My cousins were playing with my older siblings. That was the first time I ever saw it. When I came home for the summer, uh, I, I think it was my friend Stephen got it, maybe for his birthday, I can't remember exactly. He got the, the BX set, and then shortly after I did. And then shortly after that, we, we got AD&D. Uh, when, and I was, I guess I was eight years old. When would, when would you host, where would you host a first game? Oh, okay, so a first game for new people. I'm assuming this is what this means. Well, there you go. It depends, right? I guess it, there's lots of great ways to do it and who the people are. If it's my family, I'd probably do it at my house or at their house. Um, and I've done that before. But when I have done it for brand new people that weren't like my family or close friends, I did. I mean, I'm a photographer by trade. I have a photo studio. I did there. I think a neutral place where people can sit down and feel free to have drinks. And it's a, you've got, you know, the, you want people to feel comfortable. So I think any place like that. I probably would not do it at a gaming store if I could avoid it unless I had a private room because I feel like there's way too many distractions. You don't want a lot of distractions when you're playing the first time. Let's see. Why will they like this game? Okay, so I guess we're going to the game that uh, I'm suggesting. So I'm assuming I'm running it for them, so we're going to say Into the Odd. I think people would like Into the Odd because it's super open-ended. It's very, very easy to... to uh, to learn, which I think most games are actually, to be honest with you. Um, but it's really quick to make a character, and I think it's very flavorful with minimal uh, effort. You know, and Into the Odd, if you've never played before, I think there's three stats, and then you roll based on your stat and your hit points, you get a, 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 a basically a loadout of gear, so you don't have to gear shop, which is often the, the slowest, most painful, painful thing for new players with new characters. And uh, you get, like, oddball stuff. Like, somebody might get, you know, a, a a pair of scissors and a suit of chainmail armor, and somebody else might get a musket and a, a, a coonskin cap. I mean, those aren't actually things, but it's just a weird, interesting game, and I, I think that gives people... people When people are learning RPGs for the first time, and I, I think I've mentioned this before, cause I, I don't know if I've made a podcast about it, but the idea of like character sheets, people blast, like, don't look at your character sheet. But the thing is, the thing on the character sheet that I, that I think new players should be looking at constantly is their gear. So giving them some fun, cool gear is a good way to get them to understand or feel like they're really their character. Not, and I'm not talking about weapons. I'm talking about just other cool stuff. So that's why they'll like it. Um, how would you get more people uh, playing? I think just talking about it more. I, I know that the, that um, when I first got back into playing, and I was playing with people you know, in my age group, you know, in the, let's say, mid-40s to, to mid-50s, they were all like, oh, I don't want, you know, my, my work colleagues to know I play Dungeons and Dragons. It might be weird because I guess they had that stuck in their head from when they were younger. But I think that that's not really the case anymore. I mean, if you're going to encounter somebody that's going to, uh, you know, give you a hard time. Like, oh, geeky, whatever. Okay, so what, right? But we're adults and we don't get bullied by that, right? So I think that for me, uh, just talking about it all the time. I, just talking about it in round, people make them want to play. They're like, oh, what's that game? Oh, this, I can, let me run it for you. So that's how, how I would do it. 
if we're talking about just in general uh, for the world, getting more people to play it, I think having it involved, I think what they're doing now with D&D is really smart. Making a movie, having it in shows, making it part of the culture, right? There's a, there's a Coca-Cola on the table and a box of uh, polyhedral dice. All right. System Sunday. Oh, I guess that's Sunday, right? Describe a cool part of a system you love. Okay. Um, hmm. All right. So <laughs> I guess I should probably pick a system people would probably know more. I'm going to say uh, a cool part of a system I love might be the procedurals in BX. I think the reason why I like procedurals is because it does make it easy for people... I guess I'm kind of gamest, I guess, when it comes down to it. As much as the talking in character and the thinking of yourself as your character is really fun for RPGs, I do like some structure. So I think that what's cool about BX is it gives you this procedural and actually it makes it probably one of the best games to play by yourself. So if you want to get uh, better at it or you're just bored, you want to mess around, it's easy to pick up D, uh, BX, which is also true of OD&D, but I think BX is the system I'm picking, and go through with steps. you got your hex crawling steps, you've got your combat steps, and because all the monsters and stuff are generally pretty simple, you don't have to worry about things like, well, would the monster use its special action to do this and its reaction to this? You know, it's they're either going to attack you or they're not, right? So it, it's easy to do the combat by yourself. So I think what I like about it is how procedural it is. I think you could sit down and play D&D, uh, BXD&D very, very simply. And I think that's one of the cool things about it. I mean, every version of D&D gets to talk in voice, right? So I don't, I don't think that's a... And I don't, but I think some of the procedural aspect of the game faded out as they got into the later editions. So it's a, it's a, it's a qualifier of an older game that I think is really cool. Uh, who introduced me? So I watched my, my older siblings and cousins play D&D once, and then my, my next-door neighbor and best friend Stephen Hill uh, got the basic box, and we, uh, we learned how to play. We read the rules and learned how to play. We played terribly the first couple times, but we learned how to play. Uh, who introduced me? So kind of introduced himself. Uh, what is the second RPG you bought? Uh, like Jason, because he actually said this too, you mean like with my own money? I don't remember buying too many things with my own money. We didn't have allowance in my family. I know some families grew up that way. It was just kind of like you got stuff for your birthday and, you know, if you needed stuff, your parents generally gave you money if they, they felt like they had extra money to spare. Well, I didn't have a fixed allowance, so for me, I generally got stuff for um, for birthdays and stuff. And I'm going to say it was top secret. I'm 99.9% .9 sure. It may have been Boot Hill first, but I think it was top secret. Uh, TSR, top secret. Uh, I guess it was technically second edition, um, but, you know, the 1980 version. Okay, second RPG. Uh, when did slash will you start game mastering? So we played immediately. I believe that Steven ran the first game, and he ran me through the first level of the dungeon, and then I immediately took over and ran the second level of the dungeon. So probably the very first time I sat down to play, I, well, to actually play, not watch somebody play. Uh, I ran the game. So I was, it was like 1980, 81-ish. Um, so I was like eight or nine years old. Uh, if you could live in a game setting, where would it be? Okay, <laughs> I think Jason had trouble with this one too. Um, you know, this is true of the games that, like he said, you should listen to his podcast. Um, you know, a lot of the settings I like to play in are really <laughs> not great places to live. So I don't know a game setting. Maybe that uh, Strukthaven is that the one for Five E where you're like in you're like high school students that get to like uh, you know make coffee with your wand and stuff. I, I think I probably would be would be down for that. Um, but as far as the settings I play in, whoosh. I mean I'm run, currently running in Carcosa. You don't want to be there. 
You know, maybe uh, Dolmenwood would be cool. Maybe, but th th that's also kind of a dark place. So I'm going to go for Strickhaven. That's my answer. But I'll, I'll say, um, or, you know, even better, I play Top Secret in 1980s, uh, <laughs> basically, uh, Europe and America. So we'll say that. I'll, I'd like to be in 1980s, but as an adult. So I can actually uh, experience some of the stuff I missed as a kid. Uh, okay. Why did you start playing RP? Or why did you why did you start RPGing? So I guess why did I start playing? Well, you know, it was interesting because my friend got this box and he was like, "Oh, I got this thing," because I guess his parents bought it because it was it must have been his birthday. But anyways, they bought it for him because I guess uh, you know they thought, "Oh, you like to read, you know, The Hobbit or whatever," so you might like this. And for me, I had seen just the joy and the excitement that, that the people that I watched play. So when he pulled out the box, I was like, oh, wow, we really have to play this. It's really fun because there was a lot of stories in my head. I guess there still are. <laughs> and uh, it was a way for me to get them out there, you know, and, and share them with friends. So I guess that's why. How would you change the way you started? Oh, I don't think I would change it at all. Um, I think Jason also said that. Uh, you know, it's like a butterfly effect. But I, I really was happy with the way. The, I, the system I learned on was really great. I played with great friends and spent, had great times together playing. Maybe I would like to have had played more, maybe? I, I don't know. You know, Because I hear people's stories about how they played these like 12-hour days every Saturday and they were constantly playing. We really didn't play as much as that. I mean, we definitely it was definitely part of our lives. I read my books a lot. I looked at them a lot. I made characters. I played solo D&D. But actually playing, we didn't play as much as I would have loved to. So that'd be the only thing is I would play more. Uh, okay, suggestion Sunday. Roll 1d8 plus 1 and then tag that many friends and suggest a new RPG to try. Okay, that's just something for me to do. Okay, who would you like to game master for you? Well, that is an interesting question. And <laughs> maybe this is another lame answer, but everybody who I game master for. I like all my players to try to run games. I think that... Running a game really changes your way of the playing, of way of looking at the game. Not because I'm saying, oh, it's so hard to game master and they should learn that it's... Uh, uh, uh. That's not what I mean by that. I just mean that when you run a game, I think, first of all, you realize that it's not as difficult as you think it might be. It gives you a lot of confidence and it does make you understand how the game is so flexible. Like, once you're on the Game Master side and you see that, like, we're just making all this stuff up, <laughs> it becomes less stressful, I think, or less of a uh, something you have to be concerned about as a player. Like, you'll be more open to do whatever you want because you can see that when people do whatever they want. And I will say that when I am a player in somebody else's game, that uh, is, like, especially one of my regular players, I try to play in a way that, that I to let them see that they what they can do, potential. I do a lot of, you know, I'll often say things like, Oh, I'm going to break the game, you know, because I'm messing around. But, you know, I just, I try things because I want them to see that you can do this at my table and I will 100% roll with it because I love that type of style of play. So everybody who I run for, I would love to have run for me. Um, that no, I'm, I don't know if people are going to, the answer here was supposed to be somebody famous or something, but I honestly, I've been in games that have been run by well-known people and they were good, but they weren't necessarily the best games I've ever been in. You know, I mean, I've got amazing friends like Andy Goodman that are just great game masters. So I, I can't, you know, I really can't complain. So there you go. That's 15 of them. Um, oh, the number 16 is what would be your perfect game? 
And I guess we'll talk about that next time I do this. So that was kind of fun. I'm not sure how long that was, but uh, <laughs> about 15 minutes. That's pretty good. You know, I think that 15 questions in 15 minutes. This is really great. I like this RPG a day thing because it makes you think maybe a little bit about what we're doing, right? Sometimes when you're doing something in general, you just do it day to day. It just becomes part of what you do and maybe you lose a little appreciation for it. So I really like this. I know Jason also mentioned and I'm looking more into it. I don't have any more details, but if you are not following Nerds RPG Variety Cast or Down in a Heap, you really should be. Um, they're talking about doing something called OSR October to bring positivity to the OSR community. So uh, if you haven't heard about that, jump over there. They're going to talk about it. I will get more info and talk about it here because I will definitely be participating in that because I think that we need as much positivity in the world as we could possibly have. And uh, yeah, uh, keep on gaming and I will talk to you soon.